You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Prep Live. Sports Prep Live. Where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in athletics. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Sports Prep Live on 91.5 KUNV HD2 Radio, where we will unbox the mic and talk excellence in athletics. From high school hotshots to collegiate game changers and beyond, we're connecting you with the people and personalities on the quest to becoming tomorrow's champions. I'm your host, Graydon Prescott, and today we have in studio one of the most dynamic and accomplished high school athletes in the nation, Jackson Richardson. Welcome to the show, Jackson. It's great to have you. Thank you. It's great having me on the show. It's great. To, it's great to be on the show. I appreciate it. It's been a minute since we last saw each other, man. I believe it was the last day of school. Yeah, it has been a minute. Yeah, I know it's been a busy summer for you. A lot of camps, a lot of traveling, and definitely a lot of basketball. So tell us what you've been up to this summer. Uh, this summer, I've just been to a few camps, including a uh, top 100 in USA, and just I've been learning from other people, other players, trying to improve my game. Nice, nice. Um, so let me take it back a little bit. When did you start playing basketball and what inspired you to pursue the sport? Um, I started playing basketball around seven to eight years ago. Okay. Um, and what inspired me was just watching my brother and my dad playing Mm -hmm. because they've always loved the game growing up. And I really think it just impacted me and I decided to play basketball. Okay. That sounds uh, similar to how my brother started playing, but (laughs) the story of how I started playing is, uh, man, (laughs) It's different. Did I Have I ever told you this one? No, you have to tell me. Okay, so when I was in first grade, I think I was five or six years old, I started playing basketball at recess, and there was this girl named Julia. <laughs> she had been playing for a while, and she busted me up. I'm talking like <laughs> 11 to 1. It was bad. And then she kicked me off the court and, told, oh, wow. and told everybody not to pick me for the rest of the year. So I came home to my dad. I said, Dad, I need to start practicing. <laughs> And he got me in the gym. I was in the gym every day uh, when I was five or six years old. And I came back the next year ready to get my revenge on Jalea. And she had switched schools. Oh, wow. So I didn't see her until I was in fifth grade um, at a tournament in Nebraska. And she was on a girls team that had won three consecutive national championships already. And um, they played that tournament they won and in three years they only lost four games and their team was so good they had to play against boys and all four games they lost were against my little brother (laughs) so (laughs) that really came full circle for me but yeah that's that's my origin story for basketball um so when you were younger did you start out as a camp kid or did your interest in the sport grow without going to basketball camps? Um, i think my interest just grew without going to camps just kind of watching my family because everyone in my family has played basketball mm-hmm. so it's just been around me for like my whole entire life so i think it just grew watching them play so i didn't really attend many camps when i was younger okay so yeah just watching so them that's play. just been something that you did as you've gotten older yes sir okay so let's talk about other sports did you grow up playing just basketball or did you play multiple sports and if so what were those sports and how long did you participate in those um I used to play lacrosse when I was younger. I oh, played wow. from uh, for six years, from first to sixth grade, and 
really helped me just in general with like stamina and everything mm -hmm. because lacrosse requires a lot of running, like a lot of back and forth. Mm -hmm. And so that really helped my stamina for basketball. So that's why I played it for so long. What got you into lacrosse? Um, it's just like a random story. Like Go one ahead, day, like me. the coach just approached me because I'm like, I was like tall. I'm taller than most kids. Yeah. And he like just wanted to come play lacrosse. And I was like, just thought about it. I'm like, why not? Because it could help with basketball also. So I just started playing it and it became a fun thing that I did. That I did so. How do you think lacrosse helped you with basketball? Just stamina and like learning, like defense also too, because I had to play defense in lacrosse, so I had to guard someone. So that helped with like my like like sliding because we had to slide when we guarded a person. So that helped with defense and just stamina. Okay. I'm Graydon Prescott here on Sports Prep Live on 91.5 KUNV HD2, and I'm here with high school basketball phenom, my man Jackson Richardson. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, Jackson is the son of 14-year NBA veteran and two-time dunk contest champion, Mr. Jason Richardson. Against that backdrop, what are some of the most memorable lessons you've learned from your father, both as a young athlete and as a young student? Uh, learn to um, always work hard no matter what. Like, even if your shot's not falling or you're not having a good good day, always to work hard and be coachable on and off the court. Mm -hmm. So respect everyone and take everything as a challenge. Now, I know you are um, both a serious athlete and a serious student. Do you think your father had any influence on your um, life as a student as well, taking your grades seriously and all of that? Uh, yes, he would uh, help me with my homework sometimes. Yeah. Like history. He really enjoys history, so he would help me with my history homework. Um, so that helped. And he always told me, you have to be both. You can't just be one or the other. Right. Because college is looking at your grades and how good you are. So you got to perform on and off the court. Yeah, and I think that's a hallmark of all great fathers. They tell in their sons or daughters, you know, being an athlete is one thing. But to really make it in life, you have to value your education. Yes. Now, speaking of your education, you had an incredible first year at Bishop Gorman. Can you tell me about the transition from playing elite AAU-level basketball to high school basketball and how you handled that change? Like, what um, are some of those differences? I'll say it was difficult at first because in AAU, you really just kind of play dudes that are, like, like, one year older than you or your age. Where, like, in high school, I had to play against, like, seniors like Isaiah Collier and uh, DJ Wagner and all of them. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty tough, making that adjustment to, like, higher-level basketball but I think it helped me because I got to see, like, where I need to be three years from now. Right. And, like, just what the future is looking like. Mm -hmm. So in your first year at Gorman, you played the role of sixth man for the Gales. However, from the outside looking in, many of us, myself included, felt that you deserved to be in the starting lineup. As a competitor, do you feel that that tension of knowing that you've earned an opportunity for one reason or another that's not being provided to you? Um, I feel like it really, like, I did. It felt great because, like, getting the opportunity to have a, that position on, such, on a good team felt good because just I got to play with other great players like John, Chris, and my brother. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, like, pretty cool to be able to play with them on a national level and just learn from them and take bits and pieces of their game and try to apply it to mine. Okay. Do you think some of that tension between – players feeling like they should be in the starting lineup versus coming off the bench. Do you think that tension contributes to a lot of the player movement that we see in high school sports? Um, I mean, I don't really pay attention to that because I kind of, it's not really who starts the game, it's who finishes it. Right. So, like, I didn't really 
think much of starting, just like knowing that I'd be in sometimes when we finish the game. So that's all that really mattered to me and just playing my hardest to try to earn that spot, though. But you would think if you're finishing the game, you know, you hit two game winners this season. Yes, sir. You would think if you're finishing the game, you should be starting the game, especially if the coach instills that trust in you to be in at the end. I feel like you, me at least, I would have the feeling if I'm in at the end, I should be in the starting line. Right. So did you have any of that feeling or was that just um, something you didn't really think about? Something I really didn't think about because sometimes we'd have different rotations depending on who you were playing. So I would start some games and I, some games I wouldn't. I didn't really think much of it. Just when I went out there, just play my hardest and show them what I can do. Mm-hmm. So being a student athlete um, and an elite one at that is a very difficult challenge. Can you describe how you manage your time and priorities to excel both on the court and in the classroom? Um, in the classroom, I try to uh, always get my work done when I can because I don't really have a lot of time after school because practice and workouts and everything. So I try to manage that, make sure I do my schoolwork before all my trainings and practices so that I don't have to come home and do it at one in the morning. So I just <laughs> kind of try to manage that. I mean, it did happen sometimes. I had to do it early in the morning, but... I tried my best, so it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So do you think that being able to manage your time contributes to uh, your ability to focus when you're on the court? Just like knowing that, oh, you know, I've got my work done and I don't have to worry about, you know, doing this homework assignment at one in the morning. I'm getting my stuff done early so that that can help me when I'm on the court, you know, just playing worry free. Yeah, it's like, um, so there wasn't as much pressure because sometimes, like, at the beginning, I was struggling a little bit, trying to keep up because new schedule, first time in high school, just kind of the practice schedule. So I would be stressing, like, what when do I have time for my homework? But I'm at practice, so I had to focus on practice. So I'd be a little stressed out. But then I, uh, my brother helped me out with that, and I started to manage it, and it became better. Okay. You've experienced the worlds of both basketball, a sport where African-Americans are very well represented, and also lacrosse, where traditionally we see less minority participation. Do you think the exposure to the less traditional sports, such as tennis, lacrosse, and golf, can be important in the athletic and social development of minority athletes? Um, I think it is, because um, they can. They can help, for sure, kind of get a different taste for, like, different cultures and stuff. Like... I'd say, like, if you, like, it hosts, oh, I got to think about this. <laughs> it's a tough question. Um, I'd say, yeah, it for sure helps, though, because, like, just kind of getting to know different people and, like, different situations can help you grow as an athlete and a person, kind of learning, like, different backgrounds, just where they come from and how, like, the success level is different in the different sports. Now, here, here's why I ask. One of the things that I've wanted to do starting this podcast is create a, an exposure and a platform where those less traditional sports can shine. So, you know, you get your tennis, lacrosse, golf, something like fencing or rowing. There are athletes in those uh, endeavors, too. And I want to use this platform to grow the you know awareness and following of some of those less popular sports because of course we see if you turn on espn they're generally they're talking about basketball football or baseball you know and then lacrosse or not lacrosse soccer is one of the most popular sports on the planet maybe not as much in america but throughout the world world, sure soccer 
is one of the more popular sports. So I'm using this platform. You know, of course, I'll get my basketball players and my football players, my baseball players. But I want to use this platform to grow the awareness of some of the less common sports. So that's why I asked that question. Now, as a basketball player who did play lacrosse, do you think that lacrosse has influenced your basketball career? I say it has because uh, I get to meet some pretty cool people playing lacrosse and just hand-eye coordination for sure. Lacrosse, that that was hard. It was hard to pick up at first, like cradling the stick while running. Like, I don't even know how I figured that out. That was tough. But for sure, it helped um, make my reaction time faster because that the ball was flying on that on the yeah, field. Man. It was flying fast. So yeah, that reaction time really helped, and this overall influenced my stamina, hand-eye coordination, and my defense. So it's yeah. influenced I basketball mean, for sure. Someone close to me plays lacrosse, and I, I've been to a couple of the games, and bro, that it's, it's serious. serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's no joke, man. I've seen, you know, some of the bruises that you can get from that ball. Yeah. It's like, wow, you know. I don't I don't even know if I would participate in a sport like that, but um I've also tried to do the, you know, golfing and yeah. you know, get some experience in th- some of those less traditional sports cuz I feel like if I do those sports, I could probably find a new passion, something like Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, Charles yeah. Barkley, they get into the golf thing. Um, as for you and your family, do you have any golfers in your family? Oh yeah, for sure. My dad, my dad golfs. <laughs> he wakes up at six in the morning to go golf. I like, he's always up golfing. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. He'd be golfing for like six hours. He tried to teach me and my brother how to golf. I mean, we, yeah, it's hard. I don't say that. <laughs> that, that sport is hard. I, I don't know. know how people do it. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, it just comes with practice, man. You know? A lot of practice. The same thing with basketball. Exactly. Same thing with any other sport. Every you got to practice, and eventually you'll get pretty prolific at it. Yeah. All right, let's shift our focus back to basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, this offseason, what have you been working on in your game to develop going into next season? Oh, for sure, my shooting and dribbling. I needed to work on that for years. I've been behind because, I mean, I've always – played basketball, but I never started taking it seriously until, like, the past two years. Okay. I used to be into, like, geos, dinosaurs. I was... Really? I know, yeah, I, I wasn't a basketball guy for that long, so, wow. so like, two years ago, so I had to, a lot of catching up to do. So you, you really didn't start taking basketball seriously like until... Eighth, seventh, like, eighth grade. And but, you're already the number one ranked player in the state? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, I would not have thought that no wow so obviously you've managed to make a great name for yourself in basketball and in doing so what are a few of the things that you find challenging about being a high profile athlete and what do you do to manage those challenges um to make sure you keep working on your game that is one thing that is hard to do because when people tell you you're really good you kind of like people will get big-headed so you always have to keep working and uh, never stop until you make it to where you want to go Okay, I like that mentality, that um, to never be satisfied. Never. Right. Um, was there ever a moment for you where you realized, I'm, I'm good at this basketball thing? And if there was, you know, walk me through what happened, man. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that so far. I just kind of just keep working. But, I mean, it was pretty cool to, like, hit game winners. That felt good. Felt like I could do more part, but I got to keep working, get to where I want to get to. And hopefully I can get that moment later in my career. 
Um, so you've obviously completed your freshman season. Yeah. Do you think there were any moments during your freshman season that are really going to help you going forward through the course of your basketball career? Like, um, moments where, oh, this is something that I need to work on, or this is something that I need to change about my game to make it to the next level? Uh, I would definitely say being more offensively minded because sometimes I just shy away from the ball. So, like, get a little nervous in the games, but I'm starting to work on that, and I think I've gotten better on it. So I'm going to try to become more active on the offensive end. When you say you were nervous during the games, would you, like, shy away from the ball, yeah. shy away from contact? I mean, not contact. I would shy away from the ball, like, offensively. I'd kind of just sit in the corner, dunker spot. Most of the time, get a bunch of dunks, but I feel like I could do more of a bigger role on the off offensive end. Towards the end of the season, did you start to come into your own a little bit more offensively, or were you still playing a little bit less? Still playing a little bit less, but I was getting more into the groove of it. Mm -hmm. And I think I've done a better job over the summer going to all of these camps, improving on that. So that should help. All right, man, I'm here. Great and Prescott from Sports Prep Live on 91.5 KUNV HD2, and I'm here discussing athletic excellence with sophomore basketball standout Jackson Richardson. Okay. Jackson, I'm from New York, and every out in New York, everyone aspires to play up, play against people who are older than them. However, when I moved to Las Vegas, it seemed like the inverse was true. Everyone's getting held back, and you see people who are 17 years old playing freshman basketball. As someone who has played true to their age and this season played people much older than them, how do you feel about people getting held back and playing against kids who are much younger than them? Uh, I think it's going to hurt them because... They're playing kids that are younger than them, and then when they go back up to play against kids around their age, the speed and the level of basketball is going to be different. So they kind of have to adjust back to that. Or because reclassing is just kind of to make you feel better, maybe, about yourself because you didn't feel comfortable in the situation you were in the class you were playing against those top players. So they try to go down and play younger kids so they could feel more skilled. But, I mean, it's, I don't really have a problem with it. Just, just got to beat them, try to play my hardest and beat them. But yeah. it's tough. But, yeah. Do you see that as them just trying to get ahead of the pack and saying, well, if we get to the NBA, there are going to be people who are 15 years separated? Or do you think that is a less wise move in terms of, well, if you're – 17 years old playing against someone who was 14 years old steel sharp and steel so you would want to play someone who is your age your size your skill level yeah. instead of moving back to someone who is a few years younger than you and you can be a more dominant player but do you think that's good for them in the long run no because they'll never get a chance to work on their game because if they're dominating kids like that they the only time they'll get to refine their game is during skills or practice. So, like, when they're in the game, when they're in competitions, they won't get any better because they're just using the same moves and the kid just can't guard them because you're bigger and just faster than them. Okay. And it also hurts if you're trying to go pro and you're already, like, two years older. Let's say you're 22, right. getting ready for the draft, and you're 20. You're already losing two years off, which you're going to do in the NBA. So that's going to hurt them, too. Yeah, and I, you see in the draft a lot. There can be players who are hyper-skilled, but, you know, if they're 21, 22, 23 years old, their draft stock is going to fall. Plumbing, yep. Yeah. You saw 
um, a player of the year finalist go 57th in the draft this year exactly. because he's, you know, fourth year fourth in year college. college. Yep. So he's 22 years old. Um, my younger brother, Penn, is super young for his grade. He just turned 14, um, I think, five days ago, and he'll be going into his freshman year. Um, so for him, he's like you. He'll be playing against people who are much older than him, and he tries to have the same mindset as you where I don't care who I'm playing against. I'm just going to try to go out here and do my thing. But at the same time, you know, from a from the perspective of an older brother or a parent, you could see how there would be some concern if he's running against someone who is two, three, four sometimes years yeah. older than him, even though they're playing in the same grade. Uh, it's, I just find that crazy, man, like... These kids really have to, you have to read class down to play your own grade now. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty crazy, but he has the advantage, though. I'd give him, he has the advantage. Yeah. Disadvantage, but advantage, because he gets to play against older kids, which, I mean, they're it, probably going to be faster and stronger, but. It'll just help his game. Help his game get better. And yeah. he's young, so he's on the younger end, like very younger end. So yeah. that's way better for him. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, sports are just one part of your life, yep. but away from sports, what are some of the academic or personal achievements that you are the most proud of? Uh, I'd probably say when I won a national piano recital. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that I would say that that's one moment I'm proud of or like just kind of just, I don't even know. Wait, wait, time out, time out. <laughs> you won a national piano recital? Yeah. Wow, man. man. I don't even know how I did that. That I love the piano. I used to play that for, I mean, I stopped playing it, but I played it for seven to eight years. Yeah. I've, I've never played an instrument. I almost joined a band when I was in fifth grade uh, to learn how to play clarinet, I believe it was. But, dude, I've, I haven't heard of a basketball <laughs> player who's been in a – I haven't heard of a basketball player who plays the piano, let alone winning national piano recitals. Oh my! I don't even know how I did that, man. When it's when crazy. did you start playing piano? Um, right when I started playing basketball, actually, the first I think I played piano longer than I played basketball. Mm -hmm. I started piano in first grade, and I didn't really take up basketball until like end of first grade. Okay. So yeah, so I think piano has just been a part of my life because my mom used to play the piano, so I just kind of took after her. Okay, so that was pretty cool. Um, have you been playing the piano as much recently or have you been focused more on basketball? Yeah. I like, cause when I started taking basketball serious, like school piano and basketball, I didn't know if I could manage all three. So yeah. I had to drop the piano sadly. <laughs> Are you hoping to get back to that eventually? Uh, eventually. Yeah. I enjoyed playing the piano. It was fun. Man, you're going to have to give me some lessons. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So how old were you when you won this piano recital? Uh, I think I was going into my seventh grade year. So I was in sixth grade. Okay, so you were 12 -ish. 12, yeah. Wow, you won a piano recital when you were 12 years old, man. That's crazy. I know, it was crazy. I've, I've never met someone who has been a prolific piano player, let alone winning <laughs> national piano titles. So you are, let me get this straight, you are a excellent student in school. You are Elite 100 camp, good, getting invited to USA basketball camps yes, and all that, and you're winning national piano <laughs> recitals. Jackson, what can't you do? <laughs> can't play golf. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, what are some of your hobbies or interests that help you, you know, unwind from the demands of being an athlete? Um, yeah, video games. Video games for sure. I'm, mm. 
2K, but I mean, it's still basketball. <laughs> like every, everything I do is basketball now. Every game I have is basketball. Virtual basketball, man. I say basketball for sure. Swimming, I really enjoy swimming. Okay, like yeah. that just takes my mind off things. Um, basketball actually helps me relax. I'm not gonna lie, when I go yeah. back in my backyard, just shoot around. Okay, takes away the stress. Um, and I'll also just say hanging out with my family just takes my mind off things. So that's yeah. what helps. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to a lot of that, especially the um, I sometimes will like to go out to the park, shoot some free throws, just clear my mind. And then, of course, the video games. You know, <laughs> we we got to get on sometimes. Oh, no, soon. we do for sure. Yeah. What build are you running with right now? My build, uh, I'm not going to lie, three level, it's like a two way, three level score. Come I have on. one of the cheesy builds. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. So one thing I like to implement uh, towards the end of my uh, shows is a rapid fire session. I'm going to ask you a series okay. of questions, looking for quick answers and possibly some hot takes. Okay. You ready to go? I'm ready. Most points you've scored in a game. Oh my. Um, I'm gonna say like forty. You sure? Yeah. Because you've told me it was a higher number. Bro, I'm uh, not oh, in, school. any game. Any game. Any game. Oh, like. Oh, yeah, it was like school basketball, like 52 or something like that. High top or low cut shoes? Low cut, for sure. Longest amount of time you've gone without touching a basketball in the last year? Last year. I'm going to say a week. Okay. Toughest opponent you faced in your life? My life? Probably like a for real game. Probably my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that's a cop-out answer. It probably is. I can't lie. You got. I, I need a real answer from you. Like, like we're talking about. Okay, high school. Yeah. I'm gonna say this season. High, high school, school, AAU, whatever. Hardest person I've guarded. Probably say Isaiah Collier. Ooh, okay. That he was tough. Uh, who is your favorite player of all time outside your dad? Favorite player. Ooh, I'm gonna say Giannis or Tracy McGrady. Okay, that's a good answer. Pre-game hype song. Pre-game hype song. I'm not gonna lie. Um. Um. Uh, Feel that fire by Metro Brooming. Yes, sir. I love that song. If you could play one-on-one -on -one against any player ever, who would it be and why? Definitely say mm, mm, Kyrie, for sure. Because Kyrie is lethal on the offensive end, so I get to work on my defense. So You winning that? No, no, no <laughs> chance, no chance. Kyrie's going to do some crazy things, man. Most shots you've ever taken in a day? In a day? Ooh, on that gun, I'm not going to lie. Probably a thousand. Okay. I think I got the same number. Favorite video game? 2K. Come on. Come on. Yeah. No question. All right. This is a tough one. Start, bench, cut. Oh, snap. Shea Gilgis Alexander, Ja Morant, Kyrie Irving. Are we talking about in their primes or like now? Right, right now. now. I'm not going to lie. I mean, uh, in their primes would still be tough because if you look at the numbers. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a low-key... Jaw's kind of unpredictable right now. Start, so. start, Shay. Yeah, I was gonna say start okay. Shay. Ooh, Kyrie. I don't want to cut Kyrie. Let, let's say aside from the John Morant drama that yeah, we, it's, we, it's don't, been we don't need to we get into this. It's a family friendly show. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. Ooh, Jaw has been Jaw's tough. Jaw's tough. Jaw's tough. I'm not gonna. Lie, I might take Jaw over Kyrie right now. Really? I don't know, man. That's <sighs> tough. My brother's gonna hate me if I say that because he loves Kyrie. Uh, man. Mm. I would say start Shea. Yes, Shea starting. Shea sure. starting. I would bench Kyrie and I would cut. But John it's Murray. close. I would say it's close. Only difference for me is the skill set. 
I feel like Kyrie can do more. He's a better finisher aside from dunks. He's a better ball handler. <laughs> For sure. He's a better more shooter. More skill shooter, way yeah. crafty off the dribble. And then I think Shea is probably the craftiest player in the NBA right now. Yeah, Shea is crazy right yeah. now. I can't lie. All right, finally. As you look towards the future, what are your goals, both short-term and long-term, for your basketball career? Long-term is definitely to try to make the NBA. It's been a dream. And short-term, just to get better, improve every day, uh, pick up more college offers, and just go to a Division One school that fits me. Okay. Sounds good, man. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Had a great time with Jackson here today. Thank you guys for tuning in to Sports Prep Live on KUNV HD2 Radio. I'm Graydon Prescott, and don't forget to catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Sports Prep Live. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, have a great day. You too. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sports Prep Live. I'm Graydon Prescott, and don't forget to catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Sports Prep Live. Thank you.